Welcome to episode 30, the big 3-0, with my main man, Jin. Hello, uh, hello. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming here, physically. Um, let's start with this wrist of yours. You, you were just telling me you just pulled the cast off yeah, against doctor's orders. Well, I was work, <laughs> working on my race car, and, and I, I, I reached up to get a part off the shelf, and the shelf collapsed just as I was grabbing it. And it was about 300 pounds, and it sucked my wrist down and broke it. And, and so that's about the long and the short of it. My my dear wife took me to the hospital and we sat there for about four hours and oh my god they put a cast on it and sent me home. Nothing <laughs> exciting. I need to tell you guys about Jim. So uh, how I know Jim is uh, through the gym, literally. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how we met initially back what was it, 2013, and he and I. Uh, started you know working out at first and that was it and then after that we re i realized that he's connected in the in the music industry and um we worked on a few projects and then brian came into the mix and sean and so we had a we much more important than the business relationship is we uh formed a, a bond and a friendship that's uh stronger than any of that ever so, everlasting uh, let me correct you on one thing you said we worked out you attempted to work out. <laughs> all right. It was it was pretty yeah, sad. It was sad. All right. It and was... we nearly killed your cousin. He, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was dead. I was I was I looked over and saw him sitting on the bench and I, I was sincerely concerned. <laughs> I was dead too. I was just a better actor at, at not showing it as much. But I guess I, so. I was hurting. <laughs> yeah. This man, uh, he lifts the gym literally. He was. Um, how old are you now? 65. 65. You wouldn't you wouldn't guess when you see him in 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 the gym. It's crazy how how hard he pushes and he has uh an insane amount of endurance and um no give up attitude. So uh definitely whoop my ass in the gym and but he he has a heart of, of an angel. He's a he's a sweetheart of a man. Um and the reason I brought him on First of all, I wanted the big 3-0 to be someone special that's near and dear to my heart. But more importantly than that, he's got some crazy stories from his uh, childhood that um, we, we opened with his wrist broken that he broke a few weeks ago. But show him your, your missing digit there. Show the, so you see that right there? That He's got only nine fingers, but he wasn't born that way. Um, and I wanted to delve into this story with him he's told me this uh a few years back how how it happened but it's a it's a crazy story that I, he's willing to share so go for it well it, as as a kid i had a, a father that was drug addicted mm. he uh was addicted to heroin and i used to have to go out on the streets and score his heroin and bring it home i used to have to cook it up and shoot him up and and so I was on the streets quite a bit, and uh, my father was always very violent. That's probably what made me a good athlete, mm. because I was not allowed to lose. If I got in a fight on the streets and I lost, I come home, I got beaten. Yeah. He was, before heroin got a hold of him, he was six foot four, 260 pounds. And big, big guy. he was a violent man. He was yeah. a drill sergeant in the Army. 
Uh, I grew up the first 10 years on a, on an army base. Wow. And, uh, so, so where was this? This was Huntington, West Virginia, West Virginia. That's right. Yeah. We lived in an area because of my, my father's drug addiction and my mother's lack of desire to work. We lived in an area called the black ghettos and you can look it up. It's called Markham Terrace and it's still to this day, probably one of the most violent places in West Virginia today. And so, uh, my father, always being a violent man, was having a confrontation with my uncle and was going to shoot him. And I stepped in between the two of them, and he shot me through the knuckle. Jesus. And wow. then he put me in my room for three days. Uh, I don't Without know. any attendance to the... With nothing. Oh, my God. With nothing. So You were 10? No, 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 no. I was 15 at 15 the time. 15 years old. 15 I was 15 years old. years old at the time. Jesus, man. And so he put me in my room, and I sat up there for three days in really bad shape. I mean, by the third day, gangrene had set in, and the the person that saved me was my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law come by, and he goes, hey, I heard Jim's hurt. And so my brother-in-law actually rushed me to the hospital and after about seven surgeries and wires running through my hand and buttons to hold it back together, they, uh, they cut the side of it off and, and, uh, they took parts of, uh, you know, uh, uh, ligaments and everything else from other parts of me to, to try to save the hand and they saved the hand. I mean, this was, wow, this was back in 1972. And wow. and so the advance in medicine is not nearly what it is today. So I'm thankful to have what I have. Yeah. And I'm actually, this may sound crazy, but, you know, I grew up in violence. I grew up in poverty. But it has really taught me to be a better person. I, I'm yet to drink a beer. I've never done a drug. I've never smoked. Yeah. Nothing because I didn't want to be that guy. Wow. That's 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 crazy. So during those three days of torture in that room, it was locked. I'm assuming. Uh, no, it was open. Okay. You did not dare step out of that room. Right. He you, said, "Go to the room." You went to the room. Losing the finger is the least of your issues at this point. Yeah. Like getting shot in the hand. Like if you get out, you're way worse things you were afraid of. Well, by the time I turned, I had turned 15. He'd broke my nose like four times. I mean, oh man. Uh, it was, Man. it was a violent existence and, you know, I grew up violent. I grew yeah. up, I grew up really not a good person. I'm going to be honest with you. No, I, I want you to be I was honest. on the streets. Keep going. Keep going. I was, I was on the streets fighting. I would, I would hurt people. I was, uh, I got into martial arts just simply because. And this sounds terrible. I was asked once, why did you get into martial arts? And I said, because I wanted to be able to beat my father. I wanted to be mm -hmm. able to uh, exact revenge upon him, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was driven. Yeah. I mean, and and he drove me. Yeah. If I lost a tournament, I knew that there was going to be uh, more pain when I got home. So to beat me in a tournament of, of of any kind you yeah. would have to just knock me out because i was going to fight yeah 
You know. And how far did you get with the martial arts? I'm a second Don black belt in judo. Wow. And <laughs> I'm a fourth Don black belt in Aikido. Wow. So. I mean, it's unfortunate the motivation of it, of yes. where, what, where you had to find that motivation. Yes. But I mean, if there is any silver lining, you, you know, you, you got success in that division, in that field. Yeah, even more so. It, it, you know, it taught me how to teach, but treat people. You know, I mean, I, every day of my life, I try to do one good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, helping the guy on the corner you know, giving him a buck or 50 cents or whatever I may have at the time. And you know what I got to do the other day, which was really cool and it made me feel super, is there was an older lady in, in the line, in yeah. the grocery line, and she was digging through her purse for pennies and coins and everything because she was short. Yeah. And I bought her groceries. Oh. And it was it was awesome. It made me feel really great. Man, that's, that's definitely a, a sweet deed that you did for, for this uh, lady. Um, and good for you on that. I mean, uh, it's your, is your father still around or no, he passed? No, he, he passed. My mother, she was, she was not a good person either. I mean, really? she, what was her situation with this incident? Where was she at during this? She was home. Wow. She was a nurse. Wow. She was a nurse and, uh, she didn't once open the door to see how it was. Not once. Not once to offer help. Uh, Did she have addiction issues too? No. 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 She, uh, man, I, I guess when I was 13 years old, she took me and a friend of mine to a porno. And she, wow. she said, do you see what they're doing? And of course we saw what they yeah. were doing. We're 13 years old. Our hormones are raging. So, yeah, it's hard not to look. Yeah. And she said, this is what I want you to do to my friends that do my hair and, you know, oh do services for me. Yeah. So huh, a friend of mine, Bob, he was kind of a twisted individual. But, you know, we had to go out at 13 years old and service these women, which they were not attractive. It was not. Oh, God. It wasn't pleasurable thing yeah. yeah 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 and so definitely not consensual not consensual yeah today these people would go to prison and my mother would go to prison right, right. and that's where she would belong you know so she was was your uh father abusive to her too off and on off and on yeah they would have big fights and he'd knock holes in the wall and you know they'd, they'd have a big knock down drag out but uh you know, she was always out and about, and uh, at the when I was forty-five years old, my mother was passing away, mm. or so she thought. Oh, wow. She calls me in to the hospital, and she goes, "Hey, I, I need something. I've really got to get off my mind, and I think you should know." And my mother, being a nurse, of course, worked at a hospital. Mm. Well, she told me that my father was actually a surgeon at the hospital that she worked at. And my other three sisters all had different fathers. No way. Yes. So. So this is not the same father who was abusing you. Yes. No, no, no. My actual father, after, you, you know, he, long before I, I, I had met him. Yeah. My dad that I thought was my dad 
used to work for him uh, at Marshall University. They had parking garages. Yeah. And he owned all the parking garages. So he had my father working for him. Oh my God! So yeah. you were so you didn't meet your actual father. I actually did know him, but did, didn't know it was my father. Didn't know it was your father. Oh and my! No idea. So you're getting your ass beat by a guy who's not even your dad, but you thought it was your dad. Thought it was my dad. When did you find? At forty-five, you <laughs> at found forty-five. That? Oh my God! He had died. She was she was up in age, and she was passing. Or at least she thought so. She lived two more years. <laughs> wow. But uh, my, uh, yeah, uh, I, I hired a PI and yeah. found out, you know, who he was, you know, his background and, and, and everything else. Wow. But he was a very respected man in, 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 the, in the medical business and he had no children. I was his only uh, biological son. Wow. Uh, and and so my mother one day picks me up i'm i'm 12 years old and i i love playing music yeah and uh she goes hey you want to you want a new horn and I, i'm like well we can't afford a new new yeah. new sax you know i played sax she goes we can't yeah we'll we'll go down we went down to a place called mac and daves and so this guy asked me, he goes, well, of any horn you could have, what would you want? And I, I said, I, I would love to have a Selmer Paris Mark VI yeah. with the level air mouthpiece. Yeah. And he gets it. And he gives it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell yeah, is yeah. going on? You know, how can that possibly be? Yeah, yeah. We have no money. And so my mother whispered something to him. And at the time of her death, she told me that my real father bought that for me oh my god so yeah. that came back to your memory at that point yeah i still have the horn it <laughs> hangs off my wall Dude, at this my is house a movie, man this is like straight up like a like, <laughs> it's crazy like, yeah no it 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 hangs off my wall at the house i i would not i've been offered six thousand dollars for it and i would never sell, never it. sell it i would never sell it it's it's all i've got damn man so when you when you first get uh, get wind from your mother that your father was this person, and he has he was the one who bought you this horn, what was running through your head at forty five years old? Like, what do you think? Like, what was the first thought? It was like a, a, a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because my fear and why I have lived the way I've lived is I, I never wanted to be anything like my father yeah. or the guy I thought was my father. Right. right. So I done everything completely opposite yeah. of everything he ever done because I wanted to be a better person. Yeah. I did not want to be this guy, yeah. you know, that was ripping people off and beating people up. And, and, you know, I, I tell you, I had epiphany at it, but I was probably 27 years old. Mm -hmm. I was out, I was, I, you know, I've always been into drag racing and yeah. everything. And I was out illegal street racing and everything. Yeah. And, Got into it with a guy, and I just, I just beat him up pretty badly, mm. you know. And I'd done some soul searching, and I said, why am I this violent? I'm 27 years old. It's, I, I've got two kids. Mm -hmm. I really need to grow up. Yeah. And I, I surmised, I come to, I, I really, after thinking about it, I thought, you know what? I am letting my past dictate my future. Mm. So I decided at that point, you know, I need to 
forgive my mother. I had a lot of hard feelings towards her. Mm-hmm. And that was another time in life where, you know, there was a lot of weight went off my shoulders because, you know, I wouldn't call my mother. You know, I was living out in California and she would call me and wouldn't answer the phone. I, I even had two police show up my door and they said, your mother thinks you've been kidnapped by the mafia. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he said, would you please call your mother? And it was the hardest thing in the world to do because yeah. I had no natural love for her. Mm-hmm. And this sounds terrible, but it, I'm just being honest. No, that's. I had no natural affection for her. But I, in order for me to grow as an individual, I had to forgive her. You had to forgive her. I that was to. why, right? That was the main reason why you yeah. couldn't love her. Yeah. That's why I was fighting all the time yeah. and being violent is I I was acting out. That was how you channeled it. That's the way I channeled it. Yeah. And it was wrong. Right. I mean, I, I'd done things to people that didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and you grow and you learn. Yeah. You grow and you learn. And, and so um, from this uh, news about your real father, you said it was a weight off your shoulder, and forgiving your mom at twenty-seven was a weight of your off your shoulder. It was, but I see you at and your work ethic, and I see how you train. I mean, if there's any edge that's gone, like I didn't want to see you when, was, <laughs> when you had the, that edge on you. You know, like that. I mean, uh, I, I I met you when you were probably late fifties. Yes. So. It's uh, the way you you were clanking and banging, um, not your joints, your the actual, right. <laughs> actual weights. Uh, uh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> just had to squeeze that in there. But no, it was um, like it. I could see that that's not you just saying, okay, I'm going to go work out. That's you saying, I'm going to go destroy the gym, right? Like I do not to this day believe in second best. If I'm going to do it, I'm not going to settle for second best. Yeah. I'm going to be the guy that you have to be. And I, and and that's, I don't know. That's the way I was always. But is it a competition thing or is it a just because of that upbringing? I think a combination of both. Yeah. You know, I compete within myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to be second best. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's any success and failure. You know, I just don't. It's when I go drag racing. Mm -hmm. I I don't go there just to have fun. I go there to win. Now, I've learned to have fun. It used to be not fun because if I didn't win, it would just tear me up. I would be mad for until the next time I went and won, Mm -hmm. you know, and I left my wife for three days over checkers once because I lost at checkers. I mean, it was that competitive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like an unhealthy amount. It's unhealthy. Yeah. 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 So now I've learned to, I I went and played pool at at some guy's house uh, a couple years ago. It's Mm -hmm. been a couple of years and we're playing pool on his pool table and he's, he's whipping me pretty good, you know? Yeah. But I'm just playing with him. I'm just like, I don't want to get competitive. Mm-hmm. And and so he goes, yeah, I didn't think you were very good. I said, okay. I run the table off the break on him. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, holy cow, where did that come from? I said, 
you know, I was just having fun, you know, and that's all I want to do. I don't want to, I don't want to be serious about this thing because I finally learned to relax and And have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to let it go. When did that, when did you realize that? When did you come to that? I don't know. It's, 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 it's been over the years of, you know, I, I mean, you mellow with age and you, that's a true you're, story. You're able to, you're able to turn it on and off. It seems I'm able to yeah. let somebody I'm able at, at my expense for someone else to have that joy. Yeah. 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 And, but, and I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing story, man. I mean, you have so many of them and, and we, I, I only want to scratch the surface with this incident. Yes. Um, and the um i just had one question during those three days of agony like how did you black out at any point did you oh yeah yeah I'm sure. oh yeah and you kept coming to and how, how did that oh happen? it was it was it was a horrible three days yeah it was part of me taking this cast off early was because of this i cannot stand i was in a cast for almost two years for the for the yeah thing and that, yeah. and it just brought back old memories having my hands PTSD. confined. Yeah. And and we left <laughs> we were going to Walgreens to pick up a prescription and they had splinted me up. They hadn't cast me yet. Mm-hmm. And in Walgreens, fifteen minutes after I get out of the the uh, uh, emergency care, I took it off. I can't I couldn't take it. I was breaking out in sweats. They had me confined all the way up to my elbow. Yeah. <coughs> And my wife Rena is telling me, "Don't take it off." I said, "I gotta have, I gotta take this off. I'm, I'm hyperventilating. I'm really." And it wasn't that; it was up here. It was up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It was up here. Yeah. So, I go and I leave the splint laying at Walgreens because it it confined me. I had I, all the way up to my elbow, mm. and for the past three weeks, I have fought cutting the cast off. I have to talk to myself. Yeah. And and take big, big deep breaths because yeah. it just brings me back PTSD. Exactly. Yeah. That's... And so uh, <laughs> I, I took it all off today. Yeah. And it was supposed to be coming off when? In three weeks. Three weeks. So six weeks. It was meant to o- be October sixth. I'm supposed to have it. Okay. Off, wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna go wrap it up when I get home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as it heals properly, man. That's that's the main thing, you know. Um, it's that's a, a intense story um i guess what i want to end on is uh and again i want you back on here because you have so many uh you know like stories that you've shared with me that are legitimately like it would be box office like if we made a film <laughs> i'm not yeah. even joking you like yeah, I, I i'm ladies and gentlemen this this man has been through it. He just scratched the surface, like I said, with this story and a few other related ones. And um, yeah, it, it's literally, I mean, he went through hell and back like if, it, as a, growing up. Um, but I, what I want to end on is that experience along with this childhood uh, that you had that was so t- um, uh, unfair and to say the least. What's one thing uh, you learned from it to pay it forward to your kids and, and um, that you would share with the audience now? You've got to 
well, in relationships, I, I guess there's at times when you have a disagreement with, say, your better half, mm -hmm. to sometimes saying you're sorry, even though you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. Just to mend fences and make things better and, you know, show compassion to other people. I, I, I mean, I can't preach that enough that, you know, just be joyous about life. Live every day like it's your last because it could be. I, I, I just, I try to be happy every day and. That's what I was going to ask. And try not to, again, let the past dictate my future. Mm -hmm. I won't do it. I, I, and how, how about uh, throughout your years, have you seen therapists because of these pasts um, yeah yeah okay yeah once i went once yeah and i was younger yeah and the the therapist said you know you scare me i don't know if you're gonna make it through life right and i'm like i'll make it through life yeah i don't know if people around me will yeah but yeah i i have and and it felt good. Yeah. You know, I, and I encourage anyone having any kind of a, you know, I mean, a lot of times you get boxed into, well, if you're seeing a therapist, you must be weak. No, it's, yeah. That no, it's is, very opposite. Yeah. You've got to be strong mm -hmm. to be able to admit that, hey, I've got a problem. I need to go see someone. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I've done. You know, I, I, I got tired of being mad at the world and realized that, yeah, I needed help. And there's no shame in that. So and there is no shame in I that. I encourage anybody out there that's, you know, and I've got empathy, more empathy now than I did for, you know, it's hard to imagine someone saying, you know, I'm having trouble being in a crowd of people. I, I mean, I go into cold sweats and everything else. And so this cast thing actually woke my open my eyes to have more empathy and think about people like that yeah. and realize that, Hey, if it can happen to me and I, I'm a pretty strong guy, you know, it's real for other people. And, yeah. I, and I need to be mindful of that. Mm. That know. was the lesson for you. That's a lesson. For yeah, me. man. And, a lesson. Hey, I see a therapist too. I'm not ashamed of it. It's, it's, I think everyone can use it to a degree. I would see a therapist for that haircut. I mean, that's, <laughs> holy cow. The funny thing about this haircut, and this will be a fun... A I don't know if there's anything funny about that haircut. <laughs> What's that's, funny is... It's tragic. I For a while, this whole time you haven't seen me, my hair was your color. It was, I turned it blonde. You probably saw it on social media, but I was... I was that you? I thought, you know... Uh... <laughs> I went through I went through the face, and it's not over. I cut the roots off of the color blonde <laughs> or platinum. And I'm letting it grow back so that I. That's can a good move. And Great I'm letting move. it grow back, whatever's left. I thought it was Eminem when I saw the picture. You know, I thought, oh, Eminem. Hey, he knows Eminem. No, hey, right? No. Right, to, to have a sunny day, you got to enjoy a few cloudy days. Uh, yeah, it's, it's raining <laughs> like hell there. <laughs> I think I screwed up that saying, but you know. Okay, what I mean. whatever. <laughs> we'll go with this it. This is our real relationship. This right is here. our real relationship. <laughs> yeah. We, we love I each other. I forced him to be serious for 30 minutes. He couldn't do it. So. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no. Hey, Jim, thank you for thank coming you. on and sharing this thank story, you. man. Um, and I'm glad you're in a good place now. And, and, uh, 
you have a multiple life worth of lessons that everybody can learn from and myself included. Um, thanks everyone for uh, jumping on episode 30. Make sure you subscribe and follow me on, on YouTube, Fumble Podcast, and illuminate that bell so you don't miss any Fumble content in the future. Follow me on IG uh, and TikTok as well. Any plugs for you? Hair plugs? No. <laughs> no, man. I'm just saying find a better barber. That's all. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is I forced my mom to shave this. Oh, she was she was against it, as you are. <laughs> oh, and yeah, she, your mother is a hairstylist. That's right. Yeah. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> well, she it was thanks to her that I actually looked cute for a minute with the hair, with the color. I I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I said, you look like Eminem. He's not cute. Okay. All right. So we'll move on from that. I was looking at myself with confidence. Okay. But anyway, it'll be grown out soon. So, but. uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) The the audience has seen the the ups and downs of this uh, nightmare up here. But uh, thanks again for joining me, uh, and thanks again, Jim, for getting on. This was episode 30. I was fumbled. I mean, humbled. Hey, yeah, there's a play on the word there. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks.